0: You're listening to Courtside Club, presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. The goblet has dropped. Download it. Must be 21 or older. And guys, we are in the warehouse, and there are basketball hoops in the warehouse. So if you hear the dribbling that's happening right now, You uh, should probably ask
1: the, this stuff. Hey, we're just recording a podcast over here. Would you mind just about 20-30 minutes? Thank you so much. Trust me, I want to hoop too. <laughs>
0: you guys, welcome to Courtside Club. I'm Rachel Demita and I'm joined today by Phase Seabass, aka my co-host for Phase One the Warehouse and we are actually in the Phase One Warehouse right now where we have essentially been living for the past <laughs> month. It's been a crazy ride. None of us have slept yet, but thank you so much for for making time coming on Courtside Club. Yeah, back no, anytime. Bags.
1: In fact, uh, so for the, for the viewers at home, this is, is day one out of phase one. Uh, and this morning I, I felt pretty weird. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know right? what to It almost felt like there was an obligation pulling me to, to come back here anyway. Yeah. So,
0: Well, it's crazy because we did chat before we got on, on the show mm-hmm. phase one and you had a very clear vision of what phase one was going to be. And then I luckily, you know, through audition processes and, and and talking to you and talking to production, was able to become the host, which was thank you guys again for giving me that oh, opportunity because it was so much fun. Um, did phase one live up to everything you were expecting?
1: Oh, it was a lot more. I Everything that speaks to the element of, you know, how much our fans enjoyed it and the talent of the creators that we had, um, that I think I was relatively expecting it, like exceeded expectations, but um, but I think it, I knew it was gonna deliver that on its own, um, just because of the talent pool that we already had out there applying. Where it truly blew me away was the production. Yeah, I, Because same. when we walked in on, on day one and met the crew, met the staff, saw the design, went into the control room, talked to everybody, saw their vision, it, it all started to become so much clearer to me. So that blew me away. That yeah, I couldn't that have was predicted.
0: Crazy. For those of you guys who aren't familiar with phase one, what that is, what we're talking about, Essentially, what we did was a 24-7 live stream to find the next Phase Clan member. Yeah. And it's a project that CBAS has been, I mean, how, how long have we been working on it?
1: About a year and a half. What really differentiates a recruitment challenge is you know there's a timer. When this ends, there will be a new member and I have a chance to be that person. And in the previous three, we had picked up five people each time. But if we do it every year and every time we bring in five people, that's a lot of people yeah. every year as a baseline. And once we landed on that, from going from five just to one, concept, just that just concept, getting one.
0: Yeah. that
1: that was what actually took the hardest po- work or took the most amount of time was just getting there. But everything else we built on top of it, the reality show, the production, the prize, everything the prize, came after that. The
0: prize was insanity. Like You don't even see that on yep. the biggest network television. Like So you guys, they won... million in crypto presented by MoonPay, our trusted partner. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, MoonPay was amazing. A $250,000 sponsorship Mm -hmm. with Ghost, which as you might be able to see behind me, (laughs) we're in the kitchen right now in this warehouse that we've been in for a month and there's Ghost Energy and Ghost products everywhere around this warehouse. We've all tried all the Ghost products at this point. And then a new car, a new Nissan Mm -hmm. GTR. Then obviously joining Phase, which has a lot of benefits in itself. So like that prize... To me, when I heard that, I'm like, that's kind of wild. It's hard to wrap your mind around. And we also saw with the contestants, but I don't think they recognized it until our first couple eliminations. They were just having fun in the warehouse. But then you think about like you hand one of these kids to me because they're like young in their 20s, early 20s. You hand them a million dollars and say, "Okay, now what are you going to do? Like, that's kind of insane. And the fact that we were able to even give that prize away
1: oh i know it's 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 more than american idol got talent big brother you name it like that's not what you get on a reality program it's yeah over over 1.3 million dollars
0: how many people submitted to be a part of phase one i don't
1: have the hard number but thousands Um, it was tens maybe hundreds a lot
0: (laughs) why do tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of people want to be a part of of phase and it's it's also a testament to something that's been around for 12 years. Like it's not the new hottest thing. And as you know, with trends now, like they just cycle. Why do people still at this point want to be a part of phase this bad? Cause most of the kids here, I would say, or all of the kids here, they cared about the money, but they were more so here because they want to be a part of phase. <laughs> Which is like they want to be a part of phase first. Yeah. And then the money was second, it's so cool. you know, <laughs> I know it's, <laughs> so. it's,
1: it's so hard to even, even for me, it's hard to, to, to fathom and conceptualize, you know, the, the, the true honesty is I think that you would get a better answer from someone else than you'll get from me because I'm so close to it because even what you just said it's not that I disagree but in my head it's hard for me to wrap my head around that right because I've I've been so close to it for 12 years I've never wanted to join because I've always been here yeah right so for me individually it is harder to wrap my head around it um and and just the reality of, of how many people in the world use us as as a symbol for for not only aspiration but but also validation you know when we when we started uh our our business it was not a business it was a brand it was not a brand it was a youtube channel it was a group of kids who all met online didn't know each other in person who created a youtube channel together to upload their call of duty highlights Mm -hmm. that's what phase clan was 12 years ago um but that's what it was the, the anniversary we refer to May 30th is just when we opened the YouTube channel. I wasn't for full context. I wasn't there on that day. Uh, I became friends with them a couple months after that. Um, but, but at the time there was no revenue source. There was no brand. There was no one doing that that was succeeding or doing it by profession. It was just a hobby and that's it. We did it because we liked it. We weren't trying to make money. We just thought it was cool and we just wanted to do it. It was our hobby, it was our passion. We were students, high school students who met online. And I was in Canada, some other guys were in Florida, some were in Boston, all over the world. Somehow it got pretty popular pretty quickly. And we were one of the first people to get partnered on YouTube when they opened up that application process. And we were one of the first. To start receiving sponsorships from people, you know, brands uh, on the internet who who were were future minded and and understood that's where the viewership was going was mm-hmm. was young internet collectives and wanted to put their brand behind that. So we were one of the first to get sponsorships. We were one of the first to help empower our own creators to get their own sponsorships, and this was all a chain effect of of, of over ten years ago. And ultimately, what we did is. We provided a future for the people who were doing it. And then we, through that, we were able to create a foundation to provide the same opportunities for all the creators who came through. Everyone who became a member of FaZe now was able to make it their living Mm -hmm. in a much more significant way than us. We were just getting by. But once we truly broke through, the people who came through FaZe started to make real money, started to retire their families, started to buy homes for their families at 16. Yeah. And then as the years go by, those kids who started to make a living for themselves out of nothing began to inspire the next generation of creators to do the same thing. It's a ripple effect. It started with a very small group that we were able to empower and enable a a, cre- a future for the people who came through phase clan and then the members were able to inspire the next generation of creators who now are able to make a living regardless of their affiliation with phase clan and now they currently are inspiring the next generation to do the same thing obviously it's a it's a status symbol and they feel cool about it and they grew up watching us and and they they want the respect and admiration and notoriety that comes with it but also ultimately it tells them you made the right decision pursuing this Mm -hmm. and it is it it becomes more objective than subjective at that point they can sit back and and reflect on all the moments that that they sacrificed and and really challenged themselves and put their eggs in one basket the basket that they believed in instead of the basket that people told them that they should and it worked for them and that's what joining phase clan represents to the hundreds of thousands of people that want to be part of it. At least that's my interpretation, but also something that makes Phase so great is that anyone you ask will have a different answer. It means something different to everybody.
0: Well, I've been a fan of FaZe for a while, but mine comes in less about the gaming. I understand that the gaming is still like a very important part to FaZe, but it's adapted into so much more. And I'm most interested in that crossover that you guys have done with sports, with the lifestyle, with the vloggers, just being overall creators. And I know you started on YouTube. Now there's a heavy emphasis on Twitch. But there's, you know, we talked about it last night. There's TikTok. There's Instagram. There's all these social platforms. There's these kids excelling in different ways. And so I was just so interested in how you guys took gaming and kept growing it you still have that hardcore group who just watches phase because they want to see you win all of the competitions which how many titles 34 did you get? 34 titles yes so i mean there are <laughs> there are pro gamers who are also freaking killing it you oh, know yeah. and like and, and i think that that's dope but i think because i've never been a professional gamer it's hard for me to even I think that's fire it's hard for me to relate and it's not I'm not necessarily going to want to go to Belgium to watch them (laughs) live I'm going to celebrate with you guys because it's cool but then there are hardcore fans who watched every single match that they had I'm going to watch the creators like Kaylee by the way FaZe Kaylee probably my favorite (laughs) FaZe member after Seabass
1: you you can admit that it's Kaylee
0: I love Kaylee Um, but somebody who just has the coolest personality and she games but I'm drawn to her personality even more than her gaming abilities. So that's why I think you guys have been able to reach an audience that's so much broader where a lot of esports teams or MCNs or just even video games in general, the culture around it hasn't expanded on it, you know. There's a there's a very niche audience for each of these games or each of these creators and that's what you guys continue to do. And then we added a reality show on top of it.
1: The relationship that that FaZe Clan has with gaming is one that by nature of life evolves. It has Mm -hmm. to. And that's why it's so important for us not to ever move on from that, but to show the world, okay, now gamers are here. Gaming is a living. Gaming is an industry. You can create online and have that be your living, your career. But as you mentioned, but what else do you bring to the table? It's not, I can game but okay i game what else do you do what else can a gamer do in the world what other talents and abilities do you have when you're not gaming and then oh by the way we bring it back to the game and you can still whoop anybody right those are the people that that interest us those are the people that are the future of what not just phase clan but the internet is going to be that's where it's going right. right is is you have your gaming ability and and to be clear i'm more talking about the creator side of the world not esports and esports esports
0: it's like whoever yeah. is the best on the sticks like you're yeah. the one you to, know to be, like... to be
1: very clear before our, <laughs> it's, a, our,
0: it's a sport yeah it's... before
1: our audience comes at us with pitch twerks i'm not talking about our our counter-strike roster right. this is solely a, a creator focused conversation which is only half of what phase clan is um, to discuss the merits of of what it takes to be an eSports pro would be but, take an entirely different conversation
0: but speaking of sports and and what you're saying if you look at I think the NBA as an organization has done the best maybe I'm a little bit biased because I do the most work with the NBA but they have done the most into building their players and their teams into brand identities as themselves and that's what gets more fans involved with the nba like they've focused on fashion there's all these players Uh doing different commercials and music and all this and the nba has really highlighted that and i think that that's the way to continue growing gaming as as something that's not just like oh you're stuck in your mom's basement which was that was the stigma of of a gamer for however many years. Now it's a really cool thing. And to continue to grow that to a broader audience will just take us getting to know the personalities of these creators and and the culture and everything around it. Yeah,
1: we understand, A, first of all, it's still cool as hell to us too. And we on our own time are doing and watching those same things. we, we are just putting our resources that they see in other places because we're working on growing so many more new roots. We're not tearing those down to build new ones. We're just building more in other you places. S- you're
0: still taking those titles. Exactly. When you get exactly. – you, you guys are still going to every tournament and, and going for the dub every time. 34 will turn into, you know, what, 40 in a, a couple months? I don't know how quickly <laughs> yeah, you guys it's, it's, accumulate it's, these again, titles, but – you're still chasing that as well.
1: Exactly. And it's, it doesn't go anywhere. You know, just because you want to put on a reality show um, doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't take anything away from, from, uh, from our interest in, in the core of ultimately what FaZe Clan has always represented yeah. to someone. And I think that that's what, what makes my work so exciting is that we have to satisfy all those voices at once and ultimately put something out there for someone who isn't following us yet. Okay, we've done all these things. Maybe you didn't see it or maybe it wasn't for you. What would be? How do we add you to that group? Mm-hmm. Right? While still putting their, putting something for the person who just started following us and who followed us three years ago for something and who's been rocking with us for eight years for something and who subscribed to us 12 years ago. How do we make sure you're still getting the content that you want to watch? Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's it's a very hard job. Yeah. But that's also <laughs> what makes it so fun. Is yeah. it's, it's, it's just the challenge.
0: Last time we chatted, we played Among Us. We don't have a crazy amount of time, even though I need a rematch (laughs) in Among Us, but I would like to take a halftime break if you're down. Yeah. And I know that you're a sports guy. I have a game of Start, Bench, Cut.
1: Okay. For you. Let's do it.
0: Start, Bench, Cut. You're from Toronto. The Raptors, the Leafs, and the Blue Jays. (sighs)
1: All right, so the part that's easy, we're starting the Jays. That's, we're starting the Jays. We're starting the Jays.
0: I was with you when the Leafs were in the playoffs, and you were... Oh, I know. You were about to, like, not host our show because you were like... (laughs) I'm so upset over this game or the game's about to come on. Like, do you know when we'll be done? Like, and you're <laughs> like-
1: I know. You're I, so
0: passionate about FaZe, but the Leafs, man.
1: I My my relationship with with all those teams and the sports they play is different, but I, I, I truly love the Blue Jays the most. Although the person running the sport, Rob Manfred, hates baseball, um, which <laughs> takes away my interest <laughs> to some extent, but um, that's the easy decision for me. The bench cuts harder. Um, I'm really, really falling out of love with the sport at the moment, um, really just due to their lack of ability to protect their players. I think the sport Mm -hmm. has a significant, significant problem with player safety, with player security, with inclusion, uh, and there are too many deep, deep deep-rooted issues in the NHL to Correctly take the league in the place that it needs to go. They've had some serious sexual assault problems recently that they've done nothing about. The problem I have is that people can take runs at guys that aren't trying to fight them, and just just elbow to the face, and it's not a penalty. It's not. It's it's a legal hit, and there's nothing the league is doing about it. They watch they watch players headhunt their stars and do nothing. It it really takes my love away from what is such a beautiful game. Um, so right now I would cut I would cut the Leafs just because of my current state of of dis uh of disagreement with the places the NHL is in.
0: All right, so start Blue Jays, bench Raptors, cut Leafs. Next up Call of Duty, Fortnite, League of Legends.
1: Um see, this is tough. I don't think League deserves to be cut. But it's it's just not my game. I don't play it. Well, I don't watch it. I don't Star understand it. Cut, so. um, I'm benching Call of Duty, uh, and, and I'm I'm starting Fortnite, and that's.
0: Whoa! I wasn't expecting that.
1: Yeah, I. But that, again, it's just a personal question. Like, it, it it's all contextual. But me, where I'm at in my life after having played Call of Duty for ten years, I'm still great. The thought process and. And individual mechanical talent that Fortnite brings to the table to me just is so much more interesting. Depi- despite all the flaws that they have, God, I don't have enough time to sit here and talk about everything Epic Games does wrong. Um, <laughs> but I still personally enjoy Fortnite.
0: I more. need to see Steve Ass's burn book. <laughs> no, <laughs> you, you don't. Where you just go in on everybody? You have everybody and every uh, company of issues miss my with, flight. and you just want them to do better. No, yeah, for another day. For another day okay this one might be the toughest faxity Kaylee and temper
1: oh I can't do that
0: well those are the three that we had on phase one on our show we had regular phase member guests and Faxity, Kaylee and temper were were three of them
1: all right well I'm I'm gonna have to cheat I'm gonna cut Tommy only because I have the best relationship with him and he and I, so I know he won't care I love Tommy, <laughs> Tommy very <laughs> dearly but I I I uh, i'm I'm cutting him only for that reason uh i think he's fantastic um i will bench faxity solely because he yells so loud that if he's (laughs) on the bench maybe i won't it won't burst my eardrum we can hear faxity from
0: down the street there were times that we were filming and he was in one of these soundproof rooms doing whatever and i could hear clear as day like the conversation that was happening and i'm trying to host and i'm like getting sidetracked because i hear him screaming yeah,
1: I-, I want him on the bench yelling at the other team yelling at the ref okay yelling at the crowd actually he
0: would, he would He'd be, be great. fantastic would be it. great for that i just i mean it's smart to start kaylee as well because she's the most intimidating of all she in my deserves personal it opinion. they all do yeah all right now it's time for the second half I want to dive a little bit back into phase one just because obviously we got to spend a lot of time in there together and there might have been some things that the stream or anybody watching didn't get to see. One of those it's not a it's not a great conversation to have but I think it's something that made this show what it is and it was like our COVID problem that we had. So we had people on the show get COVID to where we had to shut down. That was my first time in this whole two years of COVID in productions where something like that has happened. And it's crazy because it was on the, the tail end of what we thought was a pandemic coming to an end. Yeah. Right. How did you feel when we basically, and I, I'm sure you were part of that decision to be like, we have to, we have to shut this thing down. We have to push pause. Like, what did you feel in that moment
1: i think everyone just kind of knew like the the day before it happened we had like a three hour long meeting of all right here's all the things we're changing the show goes on no one disagreed and then the next morning we 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 got some more news and we got on the call and there wasn't even anyone still attached to that plan it was everyone just knew we just it was just a feeling it was just a gut feeling we just knew that we couldn't keep going
0: So we we pressed pause. We all went into quarantine. We had a group Zoom meeting to tell the contestants. Um, When we shut down, all 22 were back in the competition, which ended up, to me, in a way, there was a silver lining with all of it. I know it wasn't the way that we had planned it, but I was so happy to be able to see all 22 get their fair chance at this competition yeah. because they've been grinding at it for however long but that initial zoom meeting that we had when we told contestants like you know what you guys we're gonna have to be in a hotel for a week for 10 days for you know and the look on their face was like Ugh. but we all grew closer in that time yeah oddly enough you were in that quarantine as well what was it like for you were you stressed did you feel
1: no it to me it was okay but ultimately i'd I'd been there before it was just is what it is it sucked but and no like it it at no point in my mind did i think it was what we had to do was a worse outcome than stopping the show like not return so because i knew it's like all right well this is what we have to do in order to get to somewhere that i want to go um at no point did it really get to me um yeah i mean it was unfortunate it was what it was but i think as you alluded to as well, we got a lot of things out of it that we wouldn't have otherwise. Not yeah. only the the like the like community and camaraderie of all the people, but even some moments on the show. Like, people might not know this, again, just to you know, go under the hood a little bit. Originally, there was never gonna be a moment where they were all in here. No. When we came back, we were like, well, we only have five days. Not only do we not have enough here to evaluate who we're gonna eliminate, but we don't even have enough time to build that into the show. Let's give them a night together. We'll mm-hmm. judge from that. And that ended up being, like, the best night it we had. So it good, was so good, yeah. It, for us, for the people at home, it was. I was so glad that we had that night where everybody was here. Um, and then second, I think it, it also made for much better television when the, we did the elimination the next day because all 22 had just spent 24 hours together Yeah. in addition to the previous week, right? Where before they were going to shake hands and maybe never see that person again. There was not going to be that moment. Um, so I, I know we picked a winner yesterday and picked a millionaire yesterday, but I don't know if you'd agree with me. I still think that first elimination was the most emotional one.
0: Yeah. I wasn't expecting to like nearly cry and I was holding it together And, and, and there were four girls in this competition and there what is that eighteen guys and four girls. And so I got really close with the girls and we had moments in the bathroom there were there were cameras all around this warehouse. If you think of any regular reality TV show, that's what this was cameras everywhere and the only place that there wasn't was in the restroom. So I you know, whether sorry production, I would sometimes go in with the girls and just make sure that they were okay. So I got really close to them. so I knew. Any of the girls leaving, I was going to get upset, but I also knew that they had we had built up this kind of big sis, little sis relationship. And I knew that if I cried, I was going to send them into a spiral. So that was actually the only reason that I didn't let myself, I was like, you know what, you have to be strong in this very moment for these girls, because I know that they don't want to be sent into a spiral in the middle of the stage when they just said that they were going home on a live stream with thousands of people watching, you know, but yeah, that first elimination was so tough. And it's, it's honestly one of my first shows, too, that I've gotten so close to the cast. I've done shows like this, not as extensive, but it worked. In and in, oh, yeah. in a way, it just, like, made the show what it is. And the fact that we were also able to be, like, really transparent about what was happening. Like, there are many productions that get shut down because of COVID, but you never hear about it. There's right. movies that have been halted for however long. Like
1: and It's just a press story, and that's it. Right,
0: yeah. and, and, you know, it just happens. But, yeah, I think we... We did a good job. Yeah, with and
1: it. I. I also think, um, it was very obvious the energy that everyone brought in on Monday after their quarantine. Oh yeah. When we did the Olympics, <laughs> oh, we like... couldn't have had a better a better job uh, challenge for them that day. Yeah. My God, it was. I like, we just talked about Vaxity being loud. Those kids, they were so On Monday, loud. it was like they just got shot out of a cannon. Yeah. I couldn't believe the energy that we were getting from them. And that was because, yeah, they'd been quarantined together and we didn't plan yeah. it that way. It just worked out that way. Uh, and we got some awesome, awesome TV.
0: Courtside Club is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. So, what is next? For phase obviously you you do a massive show like this it's the first it's the first reality show am i wrong yep like where where is face trending now obviously you have a a big say in a lot of what you guys do as a group is it more tv shows is it leaning more into the gaming side is it what is it is it music you know where where's the the music it's it's kind of everything
1: i think um I think from this perspective, I would refer to what happened here not necessarily as reality show or recruitment challenge, but really just just new a new version of what programming is to Phase Clan, um, and viewed through that lens, that's where we're going. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that mean next? I don't know. Is it exactly this? Is it a show like this? Is it a recruitment challenge like this? Is it not a recruitment challenge? Is it different people? I don't know, we don't know yet. We're gonna sit at the table over the next coming months and, and, and put that together. Um, but it's going to be something that satisfies the original desire um, that we, we this, a similar one that we set out with this was, how can we do something we've, we've never done before? That the industry has never done before, that the industry wouldn't even dare to try. Like this was the most ambitious thing we've ever done not even close like everybody who worked on this has told us you guys are crazy if you think you're gonna pull this off but screw it i'm in yeah that was pretty much the answer we got from (laughs) from the everybody on the teams and the production crew like how are we gonna do this let's find out that was mostly the energy and i think that that was so exciting can
0: i tell you something from my side so obviously i've been a a fan of phase for a while you brief I've been following phase one also because I just thought it was cool so I was following on socials of what they were doing we briefly spoke about it but when when I auditioned and you guys asked me to become the host and you talked to my agents who handle all of my deals or whatever they came to me and they were like do you want to do this like because they didn't get it either and right. there's someone who's kind of removed and I was like honestly this is one of like, jobs that I've never wanted to do more. I said, this is sounds like so much fun and like straight up my alley. And they're like, well, it is going to be long hours. Do you want us to see like, you know, they're saying like, maybe eight hour days, should we try to cut that to like three or four? Do you want some days break in between? And like, I'm getting these questions and they're just, you know, they're being agents like that's what they do. And I was like, if I'm going to do this show, I want to be all in on it because I think that's the only way to to make it what it is. And you were, too. There was plenty (laughs) of
1: days where we were here for a long time and we wrapped and then you stayed afterwards in the tent just conspiring to figure out how you guys could (laughs) stay longer and mess with the contestants and come in here, mask and take a hostage. (laughs) (laughs) And
0: <laughs> I found the clown mask, by the way. Oh, really? The clown mask is over there on the couch. Oh my gosh, Manny's gonna grab it for me. You guys, I have to show you this clown mask. This became, and did this Did you was, ever
1: put it on on the show? Like after, I know obviously you took the hostage, but did you ever put? Did you ever bring it back? Cause so I wore it during one of my- um,
0: Your outfits of my the day? My outfits of the day. So guys, this, how I know this one was mine, look at my makeup. Like this is oh. my lip, this was <laughs> my mask. I might take this as a souvenir if there's like any room in my suitcase, but look at how terrifying this is, please. Like, it's terrifying.
1: I think we should have worn. When I said I meant on the show, like on the stage.
0: Oh yeah. I think we
1: should have done it on the (laughs) stage.
0: (laughs) It's so good. Anyway, uh, yeah, we pranked the contestants one night. I I did with some of the other phase staff members, and it was really fun. Um, But no, overall, it was so much fun. And I know we're on courtside club. We didn't. We talked so much about phase one, but I feel like. We're both still passionate about it, even though we wrapped the show. So I'm really glad that we kind of got to, you know, sit down and, and talk about it. Uh, quick buzzer beaters for you before we let you go. Hey. Break down your ideal courtside fit. You're looking at it. This is a little different from your hosting gear, though. Well, I, I will say wear... I haven't seen the crew neck. Yeah. I like the crew neck. We have this court we, product, we have courtside out. merch we um, have a courtside hat for you too I know you always have a, a baseball cap we have a courtside I, I would say
1: this is my this is this is my everyday fit I don't dress up or down too much from this
0: jeans sneakers and a crew neck some form
1: of pants sneakers crew or a t-shirt this is my general style
0: What is your ideal food I need some new shoes, though. and drink combo while sitting courtside
1: Um I mean drink I just want water I'm pretty simple Um shouldn't drink alcohol last night god i feel like crap this morning after not <laughs> having drank anything for three weeks while we were on the show i've come to realize how much i actually enjoyed it because we had some drinks last night to since the show was wrapped and i woke up feeling like absolute crap got no this sleep is the
0: first thing production does give me a beer yeah <laughs> right, I, when we said wrap they I, were like but those guys were stressed I, man I think i'm gonna
1: <laughs> try to go back to the, the sober lifestyle for a while i liked i quite enjoyed it over the last few weeks um and I don't really drink anything anything else. Just give me a water and I'm good. But food, courtside, it's hard to go wrong with a slice of pizza. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if there's a safer choice than so the, than, the, than just a people, good slice. Yeah.
0: If you could be courtside at one event in history, what would it be? It could be a sporting event. It could be any event in history. But you get the courtside seat.
1: Yeah, um, courtside to any event in history. Uh, it would be the MTV Unplugged, filming of uh, Nirvana in 1993.
0: You're like young for that. Are you, so you're just a Nirvana fan? Yeah. That's cool. Because you're born after 1993. Yeah, 94. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like it. One last question, if you could sit courtside with anyone dead or alive, who would it be?
1: If I could sit courtside with anyone, I would want it to be, I'm assuming we're talking about it a game, so I'd want it to be a basketball fan um so who's the coolest person i honestly obama because we'd have a great conversation oh, yeah, about cool. basketball and yeah. that'd be awesome
0: well he's like a hooper right exactly yeah
1: that would be fun that'd be cool
0: although i don't know uh cameras might be on him if he That's was fine. if he was courtside at like a game. we
1: can i just want his take on hoops
0: yeah that'd be fun Seabas, thank you so much obviously for sitting down yes, here. Thank with you us. for having me again. Courtside club and being an incredible h- co-host for phase one. It was a lot of fun. The hat. Yeah, let's give him oh, the yeah. hat. And then I think we're gonna Oh. oh. And we have an official members only courtside club hat for you. You can wear on the plane. That's members only. Look. That's exclusive. It looks great. It looks really good, honestly. The courtside Club hat looks really good. Blue, like black and white, sleek. Members only.
1: So this isn't ever coming out? Or this hasn't yet?
0: It's yet. There's no ah. merch code for it yet. Right now, it's a members only exclusive. So only Got people it. who come on the podcast or work on the podcast mm. get that hat. So there's a limited edition. Honestly, thank you so much. Appreciate you. I've Thanks been talking everyone. for 30 days straight. It's time to cut it off. Bye, you guys. <laughs>